Good morning. Welcome to Flat Springs Baptist. It's good to see everyone here this morning. Uh, if you're visiting with us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. We do have visitors' cards in the pew. If you'll just take one and fill it out, you'll drop it in the offering plate as it comes by, and we'd appreciate you doing that. Uh, thanks to everyone who came out skating last night. We had 52 skaters with us, um, so we had a great time. No injuries, so I consider that a success. Um, this past Wednesday, we had 22 people to come out and help pack 500 bandanas for Operation Bandana in one hour and 35 minutes. So thank you so much. And they are down here for you all to see this morning on our altar table. Uh, the tally is in, in case you're wondering who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, Kansas City Chiefs have more canned food than the San Francisco 49ers, according to a visual inspection. However, um, cans can still be received this week as they will not be delivered until next weekend. Um, so if you want to change the outcome of that score, you are more than welcome to come and bring some cans. As for tonight, I don't know. Um, this is not a church-sponsored event, but I have been asked to make this announcement and pass along the word to you. Um, if anyone is interested in going on a bus tour to the Ark and Creation Museum, um, it's going to be a, a bus tour through Holiday Travelers, and it's on April 1st through the 4th. Um, and you will need to contact Mary Schaub if that is something that you're interested in participating in. Um, she will give you all the information you need to know. So if you come and ask me, I have no clue. But if you talk to Miss Mary Schaub, she can help you out, okay? Um, tomorrow night, Pastor Geary will be leading us in a Monday night conversation on prayer. Uh, the question is, um, if I can find it, yeah. Can prayer change the mind of God? If not, why do we pray? And if so, why don't we pray more? Um, so if you would like to come and be a part of that discussion tomorrow night, you'll just meet us in the fellowship hall at 645. Uh, Tuesday night at 630 in the W.C. Howard classroom um, is going to be a building and grounds meeting. So if you're on that committee, please mark your calendar to attend that meeting. And then also this Wednesday, we will have our Family Night Supper hosted by the Facing Life Sunday School class. Um, menu is taco soup, vegetable soup, potato soup, and grilled cheese. Um, so if you have not signed up, please do so. I believe the sign-up sheet is still out um, on the, the bulletin board for you to sign up with. Uh, next Sunday at 3.30, we will be starting our Experiencing God Bible Study. Um, this will be for youth and for adults. Uh, youth will be meeting upstairs in the youth room, and then the adults will be meeting in the fellowship hall. Uh, if you have not already gotten your book, if you paid for one, um, go ahead and let us know so that we can get that book to you, because uh, you do have homework before Sunday next week. Yay! Um, so if you get your book, and then you will do the first lesson that is in there so that you'll be ready to go for our first discussion next Sunday at 3.30. Um, at this time, Luann, are you gonna? She has an announcement she would like to make for us. Hello. 
So I'm super excited to tell you about the upcoming women's retreat. Um, if you have not signed up, please give it some consideration. It is open for ladies of ages, um, high school up through whatever age you are, and I just love that. Um, we are going to have, this is our third annual women's retreat, and the topic is for, the, for such a time as this, and we are basing it off of the book of Esther. Um, it is Friday evening, um, this upcoming Friday from 6 to 9 p.m., and Saturday morning from 8 to 12. It is a, a whole retreat, but if you can only come to part, please still sign up. Um, we would love to have you if you could only come Friday night or if you can only come Saturday. Um, you're still going to be blessed either way. Our speaker is Beth Greer. Um, if you have not ever heard her speak, please go on YouTube and find her. You will be blessed. Um, and she's also going to be, um, we, we did it different this year. We put it as an entire weekend, so you will have the women's retreat Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday is w, uh, WMU Sunday. Please come and eat breakfast with us. Um, you don't have to be in a, a women's group to come and eat breakfast with us. We would love to have you. Um, so I wanted to say that the cost for the retreat is $20. Um, if you're interested in attending, child care can be provided. All you need to do is let me know. Um, you'll get dinner and breakfast. Um, you'll play games and have fun. You'll win door prizes. And you'll get a T-shirt for the event for each lady who attends. Um, and so I just, want, just wanted to say please come. do have a few prayer concerns to share this morning as well. Um, Laura Mae Culberson is having a heart catheterization tomorrow at the Reed Heart Center, so we want to be praying for her. Um, Athleen Walker is a patient at CCH with double pneumonia. And then Roger Royal has a doctor's appointment this coming Tuesday, and so we want to be lifting him up in prayer as well. Would you go to God in prayer with me now? Gracious God, we thank you so much for this, this beautiful day that you've given to us and this opportunity that we have to come into your house today to worship. God, I want to lift up these that we just mentioned that um, we're praying for, God, as, as they're in the hospital or going in for tests or having a doctor's appointment. God, you know the need, and we just lift each of them up to you. God, I ask that you be with us now as we're in this place. Help us to focus only on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. turn to hymn number 70 how great our god's majestic name it's different words to a familiar tune stand as we sing please
Our dear, most gracious Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all your many blessings, dear Lord. We pray this morning, dear Lord, for those lost in the wilderness. May your words be spoken. May your love be shared in a way that opens doors for them to be rescued by your grace, dear Lord. We ask that you accept and bless these tithes and these offerings to be used for thy will and service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. get a big amen for the greatest thy faithfulness that our Gail and Gina played. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. 476.
are you guys? Good. Okay. Well, um, Pastor Gary today is talking about the greatness of God. That's something that's pretty powerful, right? When we think about the greatness of God, how great God is, how powerful God is. When I think about the greatness of God, I think about when I look around me at all the things God has created. God created the animals and the land, the sky, the sea, everything, right? God God is pretty great and he's powerful. So <clears throat> in order to help you guys understand that this morning, I want to teach you a song, okay? Now, here's the deal. This song is for the children. There's no judgment for what I'm about to sound like, okay? So... Because my husband's a music teacher, not me, and he wouldn't do this. I begged him, but here we are. Okay, so this song has hand motions with it too, okay? But it's going to help you understand the greatness of our God, okay? So I'm going to sing it one time first by myself, and then you guys are going to help me out, right? You're going to help me out, right? Yes, you are. Okay, so it goes like this. My God is so great. So strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. Okay? You think you got it? So great, strong, mighty, nothing he cannot do. And you clap twice. Okay? I know that's big for Baptists, but here we are. All right. So we're going to try it again. You ready? You're going to sing it with me? You sure? I really need your help. Okay? My God is so great. So strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. There's some of y'all that are not singing. And if Miss Taylor can get up here and sing in front of all these people, then you can too. We're going to try it one more time because I want to make sure you've got it, okay? Because I want you to sing this all week long and annoy your parents. You ready? All right. My God is so great, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. All right, I think you guys got it. Thank you so much for singing with me. So, I want to ask you this. How great do you think God is? Pretty great, a little bit great, like thumbs up, thumbs Awesome. You think God's awesome. I do too. So, that, that much. I love it. So, this week, you know how you can tell others how great God is? Do you know how you can do that? How can you do that? Okay, by reading the Bible and then telling them about what you read. Yeah. What else? How else could we tell others how God great how great God is? Praying. What's that? Praying. Praying. Yeah, absolutely. And then what else? What can we do as Christian people? What can we do to show how God great how we can pray for God in our hearts? Yeah, we can pray for God to come into our hearts. Okay. How about the way that we act? Do you think that can show other people that we think God is pretty great and he's pretty important in our lives and so that's why we're going to act the way we do because we believe that? Yeah, so that's what we can do this week. So as you guys go out, I hope that you can remember that song and remember what it means about how great our God is. But not only take that song with you, but let your action show this week too how great God is because he's pretty great, okay? All right, would you pray with me? 
Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for these children, God. I thank you for their, their presence here this morning. God, we thank you that you are a great God. God, I pray that our actions this week would show others that, that they would see a difference in us and ask us, hey, why do you act that way? And we might get to tell them just how great our God is. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. From the 32nd chapter of Deuteronomy. Listen, heaven, and I will speak. Earth, hear the words from my mouth. Let my teachings come down like raindrops. Let my words drip like dew, like gentle rain on grass, like showers on green plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Give our God the greatness he deserves. He is a rock. What he does is perfect. All his ways are fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. He is honorable and reliable. He recognizes that his people are corrupt. To their shame, they no longer are his children. They are devious and scheming. Is this how you repay the Lord, you foolish and silly people? Isn't he your father and owner who made you and formed you? Good morning. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we have gathered in this place On this second day in February, in the year 2020, carrying on a tradition that's been going on in this church for a century and a decade and a half, but it's being carried on by your disciples since the day of Pentecost. We gather with an expectancy to hear from you and allow you to chip away at us, to mold us and make us into your people who reflect you more clearly, who share you more often, and who love you more today than we did yesterday. We've come to worship you, O oh God, for you and you alone are worthy of our worship and our praise. We come to pray and ask that you would meet us here for when we connect to you 
you connect to us in a different way. Lord, the 500 bandanas that are on this table before the pulpit are going to soldiers who are in harm's way defending our nation. And Lord, as believers, our hope is that no one should perish. And you've told us to pray for our enemies. That's such a hard prayer. But Lord, we also know that we are blessed as people of this nation to have brave men and women who will stand in harm's way for us. And so we pray even today that as these bandanas go out with the 91st Psalm imprinted upon them and a note from some of us here at this church that you might use them to communicate your love and your care and your greatness in the lives of those that shall receive them. Heavenly Father, we're going to start a study next Sunday as we're going to be hungering and thirsting after your will for our life. And God, we just pray that as we do that, that you would meet us in the effort and the energy that we put forth to find you in a new and different way, to engage with you in a new way, to communicate with you in a more intimate way. To follow you more closely. So I pray Lord you'd be with us. This week as we do the. Five exercises in that book. And then when we gather. To share next Sunday afternoon. And God I just wonder what. You might need to say to us. Right here, right now. What decision that if we were begin to think, if I made this decision, how it would impact my life, the life of my family, my friends, my community. Lord, would your Holy Spirit impress upon us whatever decisions we need to be listening to hear your word speak to that we would be so willing to say Lord yes yes to you oh God and whatever that looks like in our lives speak to us as we worship you for how great you are in Jesus name we pray
wow, wow. Thank you. Thank you, choir. Open with me to Psalms 145. Question before we read, how great is God in your life? I think that truthfully, the greater God is in our life, the greater our love for God. And the greater our love for God, the greater God becomes in our life. It's a wonderful cycle. Our God is the God of cycles. He has a word for us today. My fear is that Satan tempts us to have an inferior God to love and to serve. The Old Testament speaks of it, of a God that you can handle, a God that sits on your mantle, a God that follows your direction, a God that you kind of call the shots. Maybe instead of a, a genie in a bottle, we've got a God in a Bible that when we rub it, it he pops out when we're in trouble. Or we pay some homage to an inferior God. But today I want to proclaim how great our God is. I want us to be captured by his greatness. I want him to speak to us about the awesomeness of his character and his power and his majesty. The psalmists seemed to understand that in their worship when they sang. And our choir, they just caught a glimpse of that and gave it to us. Taylor, I'm not sure why we didn't applaud when you sang. That was good. Didn't she do good? Amen. Amen. I think we're going to get her a robe in the choir. I just see it coming. Psalms 145. We're going to read the first 13 verses. If you're able, would you stand as a way of honoring our great God? I will extol you. I will lift you up. I will proclaim you're greater than everything. I will lift you above everything. I will extol you, my God and my King. And bless your name forever and ever. Every day. I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. I will meditate. We're going to do that today. They shall speak 
of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's good stuff right there. Let's read that again. The Lord is gracious, grace, and merciful, and slow to anger. Praise God, he's slow to anger. And abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Speak with him with me as we pray. God, give us a glimpse of your greatness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. How great is God? His awesome deeds tell us of his greatness. In fact, I would say he's the greatest. Sorry, Muhammad Ali. I'm going to invite us to do something our brain can't do. I'm going to invite us to think thoughts we can't think. I'm going to invite us through the gift of imagination and logic and the spirit of awe and the fact that we all like to be shocked and we all like to be amazed to try to think about God and his greatness. How great is God? Before there was a before, there was God. You didn't hear that, did you? Before there was a before, there was God. There was a time when there was only God. He created before there was any materials to create. I love the story about the scientist that came up and said, God, we, we figured out how to make man. God said, oh, really? You have? Well, I'm interested. Show me. So they went and they got all kind of minerals and all kind of uh, uh, chemistry. They did, and they brought, he said, and God said, no, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I made all that stuff. 
You can't use any of that. Before, you see, they, they taught us a lie in school because I remember what matter is. You know what matter is? Matter is something that can neither be created nor destroyed, has weight and takes up space, right? That, they might not teach that. Is that still, Emily's saying that's right. So I think that's what, still what they're teaching. Well, I'm going to tell you, before there was matter, there was God. And God created matter. And I don't think you nor I have any idea how awesome that creation really is. I think we think that most of the world ends somewhere down Highway 1 about 30 miles or maybe 87, 10 miles. You know, this is the world right here. But I'm glad you came today. How great is our God? Before there were any materials to create, he created those materials. How great is our God? He can go as far as the east is from the west and be at the end of both at the same time. He can go as far north and as far south as north and south go and be there at the same time. How great is our God? Think of what must be the, the greatest engineering feat in the world. Most of them I looked at on this week online and they talked about some dams that had crossed great expanses. They talked about the space station in space. But here's what I want you to understand. That regardless of whatever the great engineer, the greatest engineer of all times, even if you go back to ancient times, to the pyramids, to the greatest engineer that ever lived, guess what? My God created that engineer. <laughs> That's how great my God is. Think of the greatest song that's ever been sung. The greatest piece of music that's ever been written by the greatest songwriter. My God created that songwriter and put in him, in his or her DNA, the ability to make that melody, the creative ability for that mind to work, to come up with those lyrics and to put it together and to make that song. Think of the greatest game. Is it going to be the greatest game that's ever been played this evening? I know who made the athletes. That's how great my God is. Think of the space station. My God created the space. <laughs> and my God created all the materials that we fashioned together. All the, all the, the chemicals, all, all the elements that we use to, to make that happen. My God, our God, the God, he created them all. Psalms 19 says the heavens... Declare the handiwork of the Lord. Anybody ever driven across the country? Anybody ever started in Wilmington on 40 and ended up, it's in California, the town starts with a B, but I don't remember it. I was supposed to write it down, I didn't. But anyway, it's 2,589 miles, I think is the number I remember. Don't Google it right now, wait till you get home, okay? That's a long way, isn't it? I think roughly we could talk about going from the 
further as part of the east coast to the to the west coast and talk about maybe 3,000 miles. And that seems a long way until we start to look at the handiworks that declare how great my God is. Because the moon, the moon is 238,900 miles away from here. And it's not just something that we need to talk about how pretty it is. But it has a direct gravitational pull to make life possible on this planet. We are 91,000.6 million miles away from the sun, our star. In our little corner of our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, that is a hundred million light years across. A light year, are you sitting down? Yeah, how many of you know how, how far, how fast light travels in a second? Light travels 186,000 miles per second. If Earth was the size of a golf ball, and by the way, I just happened to have a golf ball with me, and, and I had to work hard to get a blue one. In fact, I didn't know they made blue golf balls that you could play golf with. I knew they made them for putt-putt until this Friday. First one I've ever seen I got in my hand. And I, it's not even mine. It belongs to Roger Worrell, but I'm borrowing it today. And, and, and I got that because our earth is 70% water on the surface. It's more than that. But on the surface, it's water. 70, and that's critical for life. I mean, Bobby, can you see the golf ball? Okay, very good. Well, in relationship to our sun, in relationship to our sun as far as size, if, and I tried to figure out how I could make this happen, and I couldn't do it. Because in this relationship, our sun would be 15 feet around. Now, some of you saw me with a yardstick today. I was measuring. Okay? From where Adam is sitting to where Luann is sitting is just about 15 feet across. A little shy. If you go to their outside shoulders. Okay? And if you go from right here up to right there, Somebody took, if you borrowed the church's tape measure, would you bring it back? I'm just saying, okay? I'm just saying. Just a little commercial label. That's 15 plus or minus feet. So you see the opening and you see the narrowness. Pass that back to Brad, please. If we were to put the sun or the earth, if the earth, let me see if I can get this figured out. If the earth was the size of that golf ball and the sun was the size of that opening, that 15-foot surface, hold that golf ball up. That's how big the earth would be compared to our sun. 91.6 million miles away. It takes it takes the light that's generated from the sun eight minutes to get to the earth. 
because that's how far away it is. I need my golf ball back now. Thank you, sir. I know your arm was getting tired, too. Thank you, sir. There we go. And that's pretty awesome, isn't it? How many planets have we got in our solar system? Poor Pluto got demoted. Did y'all know that? When I was coming up, we had nine planets. You know why Pluto got demoted? Because to be a planet, according to somebody scientist, now I understand there's a three-hour-long argument on YouTube. You can go watch where scientists are arguing whether Pluto should or shouldn't be a planet. So if the ball game gets boring this afternoon, just go Google, is Pluto a planet on YouTube and have a ball, okay? The reason given is because its orbit crosses another planet's orbit. And to be a planet, you have to have your own orbit. I thought that was pretty amazing. Our sun, I told you that it would, uh, if we were to take these golf balls to cover the, the sun, it would take a school bus. If we could get Reed or Justin to bring us a bus, we could fill up a bus with these golf balls and we would be close if the earth was this size. And by the way, there are over 7 billion people on this golf ball. See you? Can you find you on this? But I'm trying to make it relative. How great is our God? How great is our God? I told you our star was little, didn't I? How many of you heard of a star called Beetle Geese or Beetle Guys and they nickname it Beetlejuice? You heard of that star? It's 427,000 light years away. From us and how much bigger it is than our sun it would take a bus load of golf balls if the earth was this size to cover our sun you would have to fill the superdome up level full with golf balls 3,000 times to cover Beetlejuice. How great is our God? Isaiah says that he breathes out stars. <laughs> he just breathes them out. And he's still creating his universe. <laughs> Discover Magazine the other day said that there was, that the earth was probably a seven, one in 700 quintillion. You know how much that is? That's seven followed by 20 zeros. You don't have enough life to count from one to one quillion. And yet, our earth is located in what scientists, I, I think unofficially, by the way, call the Goldilocks zone. You ever heard of the Goldilocks zone? 
Man, aren't y'all glad y'all came to church today? Amen. You ain't never heard of the Goldilocks zone? How many of you ever read the story about Goldilocks? One was too hot and one was too cold. Remember when she got to eating the porridge? But then there was one and it was just right. Scientists will tell us that in the Goldilocks zone is the only place in our solar system in relationship to our sun where life as you and I understand it could possibly exist. You go just a few hundred miles closer to the sun and the heat would not sustain life. You go just a few hundred miles to the left away from the sun be too cold. Life as we know it, water wouldn't work. Water would be frozen all the time. We're in the Goldilocks zone, you and I. This planet, this planet is just exactly the right distance within a very few miles. You don't have to go very far up before this atmosphere that you and I breathe. You know how much oxygen is in this atmosphere that you and I are breathing right now? Y'all didn't do too good in science, did you? 21%. 21% of the air you're breathing right now contains oxygen. You know what would happen if it would only had 10%? We'd all suffocate. We wouldn't be able to keep our body alive. You know what would happen if it was 30%? The first time one pilot life, one pilot light went off with a spark, the whole atmosphere would be consumed with fire. 21%. But most of us are breathing okay in that. How great is our God? He knew how far this planet had to be. You ever wonder why there are big, big, if I had, if I had a, 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 a basketball and I just didn't trust my dexterity, I could hold it here and that'd be about the size of Jupiter. There are four rocky planets and now since we demoted Pluto, there are four gaseous planets. Jupiter and Saturn are the two biggest. But you ever, you ever hear stories about an asteroid maybe going to come and, and cream us and knock us into next week? You know why that doesn't happen? Because of the relationship and the gravitational pull in this solar system to the sun and the orbits that those planets are in, they're in the perfect place that they let off enough gas that would take care and draw any debris in space to them long before it ever get to us. How great is our God? How great is our God? He put those planets right where they needed to be. He put us right in the belt we needed to be in, the Goldilocks zone, and put us right in the perfect orbit. You know, the earth's tilted on its axis, 23 degrees. If it wasn't, the equator would be too hot, and the Arctic north and south poles would melt. All matter... When it gets cold, becomes more dense, except ice. When ice becomes more dense, what does it do? 
It floats. You don't believe me, do you? Go home and drop ice cubes in a glass of water. If they sink to the bottom, you call me, okay? But they'll float, but no other solid matter will. Unless you figure a way to displace with air and oxygen all kind of things. But God knew how to do that. How great is our God? 7.2 billion people live on this little bitty planet that God put in the perfect place, reached out and spun it in the perfect direction with the perfect gravitational pull so that it didn't get pulled into the sun or pushed away from the sun and out of that Goldilocks zone. Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 17 says, speaking of Jesus, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. I want you to listen to what verse 16 of Colossians 1 says. For by him, by Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him, are you ready for this? And in him, are you ready for this? And in him are all things held together. gravitational pull that allows you to sit in your seat instead of float in this air it's because God our God who sent Christ his son our savior to live on this planet to be able to understand this planet I haven't even talked about the eye and the ear and the nose and the mouth and the ability to touch our five senses Psalms 103.11 says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love for those who fear him. In our text today, we're told to pass it on. Did you read that? From one generation to the next. To tell, to extol, to let everyone know. Psalms 139 says, You formed me in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are all your works. My soul knows it well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. How great is our God? He's great enough. In that passage in Isaiah, it says not only did he spit out or breathe out all of those planets, 700 quintillion, but it says he knows them by name. How great is our God? That seven. Point one billion people who live on this earth today if on the second floor of Central Carolina Hospital a baby's going to be born in that maternity ward or go to any hospital across this world God is right there 
when he sees that baby, when he breathes his first breath. And I think he whispers what he whispered in Genesis chapter 1. It is good. It is good. How great is our God. He knows you. He knows me. How great is our God. Not only does he know us, he invites us into relationship with him. How great is our God. Not only has he created us to live for a few years, a few decades on this planet, he's created a way through Jesus Christ who holds all things together to live for eternity, forever and for always. To walk out on his universe with him. <laughs> How great is our God. He's the greatest. And worthy. To be praised. And worthy. To be served. And worthy. To be followed. And worthy. To take first place in our lives who live on this little planet that he breathed specially on and said it is good. Pray with me. Heavenly Father oh God how great you are. <laughs> How great you are. How magnificent you are. How spectacular you are. How supernatural you are. How amazing you are. How loving you are. How gracious you are. How personal you are. God, forgive me when I think you're just a little God. Remind me that I'm just a little man on a little planet in a little galaxy in your great universe. And then remind me, Lord, that I remember the moment when I realized in my spirit that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's tree for me. That I might have a relationship, oh God, with you. And my sins could be wiped away and my impurity could come before your holiness and into your presence for all eternity. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you know the need of every heart. My prayer is we've caught a glimpse of your greatness and we'll respond to that and make those decisions that would honor your greatness in our life. In Jesus' name we pray.
our hymn of invitation this morning is page 65. Page 65. I don't know what God may be saying to you this moment. But I know that the invitation is open. Here's what is so amazing, and I'm going to, I'm going to put the earth up. You'd say, well, gosh, out of that vastness, 70 quintillion planets, and maybe we're the only one. I don't know. If he can make 70 quintillion planets and know their name, <laughs> and knowing 7 billion people that's just a chip shop for him. <laughs> That's nothing. But you know what? I remember the day. Do you remember the day you gave yourself to Christ? You gave your life to him? This is the God. He is so vast, so great, so awesome, so big. And I remember when he met me personally at Second Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 12 years old, and connected to my heart in a way that's never, never been disconnected. That's how great my God is. How great is yours? What do you need to do today to put him where he needs to be, to acknowledge him, to show your love, whatever that is, as we stand together and sing.
Would you be seated for just a second? Jackson, come and join me, sir. This week, Jackson and I and his dad had a conversation. In fact, started last Sunday. And he comes today proclaiming Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Understands that Romans chapter 1, verse 16 is true, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God into salvation to all who believe. And he comes today professing Jesus Christ as his Lord before you. And to be obedient in that process, would like to become a member of our church after his baptism. Do I hear a motion that we receive him into our fellowship? I hear motions and second. If you would join me in welcoming him, would you indicate that by saying, Praise the Lord. Praise How great is our God. You know, I'm going to do better than that. I don't think you're going to make it. How great is our God. Amen. Y'all have never had a two-part vote, have you? That's okay. I apologize. Jackson, you're starting an amazing adventure, my friend. Can I share the first part of what you told me when we started? He told me that God's been walking with him for a long time, and he wanted to walk with God a long time. I said, let's go get some water. <laughs> Amen. What a wonderful confession of faith, because that's what I want. Isn't that what you want? How great is our God. Jackson, thank you for coming and being this. We're going to try to be the church that you need in order that you can grow to be the young man that God has in store for you, and we're excited about that future. He's going to join me, and his, his crew can come too if they want to and stand at the door, and you're going to welcome him with handshakes and hugs if you're not infected with any kind of flu or cold or anything else. Uh, and um, But Jackson, when they do that, we call this the extending the right hand of Christian fellowship. Been called that in the church forever. That's a promise. Kind of like, you know, when men used to make bargains and they'd shake hands and that, that shaking of hands kind of sealed the deal. They're going to make a commitment to you to pray for you, to love you, to encourage you, to challenge you sometimes. If you fall down to help you get up, to try to help you go forward. You got a lot of family right here now, officially. You've had it for a while, but you got it officially. Uh, and what a wonderful, wonderful day. Stand with me, church. You won't say a word? They're not going to hear you if you don't say anything. I'll, I'll talk live. They won't pick up anything you say. Oh, okay. I'll keep going. Um, we've heard today how great God is, and he is so great. But next Sunday, there's 60 of us that are going to be learning how to experience God better. You may not have signed up for that study, but you can still be a part of it by praying for the facilitators and those that are in that study. So please this week, if you would be in prayer for all of us as we try to, to do God's will in this study. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome. Cut it off right quick before I put it back on. It's going to make all kinds of noise. Um, I got two extra books. If anybody who didn't sign up wants to join, you got to get them today. Go get the books. Find, uh, I guess Stephanie had the books. Stephanie's got the books. 
and find her. And, uh, but for the 60 that did sign up, thank you. I think it's going to be an amazing journey as we invest ourselves into that process. Uh, I'm excited. And for our facilitators that will be helping us, I'm grateful to be praying for the, that process. And as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace and in his power, in his abiding presence. As we go out to be his people who know how great he is in the midst of all his people. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for this decision that Jackson has made this day. A journey begun with a single step that will take him the rest of the way. And Lord, remind us of those we baptized last Sunday and those we baptized a few weeks before and those we baptized years ago that the journey is all the way to the end. Go with us from this place. Use us in this, your world, that we might indeed be light to a world in darkness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You go right on. Jesus is